0: read The Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. Chapter 16. The New Type of Professional Man Required. Negroes should study for the professions for all sane reasons that members of another race should go into these lines of endeavor and also on account of the particular call to serve the lowly of their race. In the case of the law, we should cease to make exceptions because of the possibilities for failure resulting from prejudice against the Negro lawyer and the lack of Negro business enterprise to require his services. Negroes must become like English gentlemen who study the law of the land not because they intend to practice the profession, but because every gentleman should know the law in the interpretation of the law by the courts too. All the rights of the Negroes in this country are involved and a larger number of us must qualify for this important service. We may have too many lawyers of the wrong kind but we have not our share of the right kind. The Negro lawyer has tended to follow in the footsteps of the average white practitioner and has not developed the power which he could acquire if he knew more about the people whom he should serve and the problems they have to confront. These things are not law in themselves, but they determine largely whether or not the Negro will practice law and the success he will have in the profession failure to give attention to these things has often meant the downfall of many a negro lawyer there are moreover certain aspects of law to which the white man would hardly address himself but to which the negro should direct special attention of unusual importance to the negro is the necessity for understanding the misrepresentations in criminal records of Negroes and race distinctions in the laws of modern nations. These matters require a systemic, systematic study of the principles of law and legal procedure and, in addition thereto, further study of legal problems as they meet the Negro lawyer, In the life which he must live this offers the negro law school an unusual opportunity because our lawyers do not give attention to these problems they often fail in a crisis they are interested in the race and want to defend its cause the case however requires not only the unselfish spirit they sometimes manifest but much more understanding of the legal principles involved. Nothing illustrates this better than the failure of one of our attorneys to measure up in the case brought up to the United States Supreme Court from Oklahoma to test the validity of the exclusion of Negroes from Pullman cars. The same criticism may be made of the segregation case of the District of Columbia brought before the highest tribunal tribunal by another Negro attorney. In both of these cases, the lawyers started wrong and therefore ended wrong. They lacked the knowledge to present their cases properly to the court. Our lawyers must learn that the judges are not attorneys themselves, for they have to decide on the merits of what is presented to them. It is not the business of the judges to amend their pleadings or decide their cases according to their good intentions. Certainly, such generosity cannot be expected from prejudice courts, which are looking for every loophole possible to escape from a frank decision on the rights of Negroes guaranteed by the Constitution. These matters require advanced study and painstaking research, but our lawyers as a rule are not interested in this sort of mental exercise. The Negro medical schools have had a much better opportunity than the few Negro law schools which have functioned in the professional preparation of Negroes. On account of the racial contact required of white physicians, who are sometimes unwilling to sustain this relation to Negroes, the Negro physicians and dentists have a better chance among their people than the Negro lawyers, and the demand for the services of the former assures a larger income the Negro lawyers are accustomed to earn. But in spite of this better opportunity, Negro medical institutions and their graduates have done little more than others to solve the peculiar problems confronting the Negro race. Too many Negroes go into medicine and dentistry merely for selfish purposes, hoping thereby to increase their income and spend it in joyous living. They have the ambition to own fine automobiles, to dress handsomely, and to figure conspicuously in society. The practice of these professions among poor Negroes yields these results. Why not be a physician or a dentist then? Too many of our physicians are like the one whom the author recently visited in New York City. When I heard you coming up the stairs, said he, I began to feel glad for I was sure that you were another patient from, from whom... I might extract at least $2 for a prescription. Yet one would wonder how that physician could prosper in his profession, for he had no special equipment for the practice of any kind of advanced phases of medicine. About all he could do was to look at the patient's tongue, feel his pulse, ask him a few questions, write a prescription, and collect the fee the apparatus required for the modern treatment of serious maladies he did not have and seemed to have no ambition to possess. The Negroes of today are very much in need of physicians who, in their professional work, will live up to what they are taught in school and will build upon their foundation by both experience and further training. In his segregated position in the ghetto, the Negro health problem presents more difficulties than that of the whites who are otherwise circumstanced. The longevity of the Negro depends in part upon the supply of Negro physicians and nurses who will address themselves unselfishly to the solution of this particular problem. Since the Negroes are forced into undesirable situations and compelled to inhabit germ-infested districts, they cannot escape ultimate extermination if our physicians do not help them to work out a community health program which will provide for the Negroes some way to survive. Negro medical schools and their graduates must do more preaching of the necessity for improving conditions which determine health and eradicate disease. A large number of physicians and nurses must be trained and new opportunities for them to practice must be found. This can be done by turning out better products from these schools and the extensions, extension of hospitals among Negroes. Who have been so long neglected. In this campaign, however, the Negro physicians must supply the leadership and others must join with them in these efforts. From medical schools too, we must have Negroes with a program of medical research. Today, the world is inclined to give attention to the health of the Negroes since unsanitary conditions of the race will mean the loss of health among the whites. Philanthropists, however, hardly know how to proceed or which way to go because they have so long neglected the Negroes that they do not know how to provide wisely for them, and the Negro physicians themselves have failed to give adequate attention to these conditions. Negro medical students have not directed sufficient attention to the antebellum background of the Negro who still, under that influence, indulges in superstitious, and religious practices which impede the progress of medicine among them. One would be surprised to know the extent to which primitive medicine is practiced among Negroes today, among American Negroes today. Often in the rural districts they seldom see a physician. The midwife and the herb doctor there control the situation. The greatest problem now awaiting solution is the investigation of the differential resistance of races to disease. What are the diseases of which Negroes are more susceptible than whites? What are the diseases of which the whites are more susceptible than Negroes? The Negro escapes yellow fever and influenza, but the white man dies. I have to pause right here. I have to when we need to travel abroad we gotta get a yellow fever vaccine black people and we're we're giving flu shots in 2020 yeah okay back to the book the white man withstands syphilis and tuberculosis fairly well but the negro afflicted with these maladies easily succumbs these questions offer an inviting field of research for negro medical students While we hear much about medicine, law, and the like, their importance must not be unduly emphasized. Certainly men should not crowd into these spheres to make money, but all professions among Negroes, except those of teaching and preaching, are undermanned. All Negroes in professions constitute less than two and a half percent of those over ten years of age who are gainfully employed. At the same time, the whites find certain of their professions overcrowded, and some of their practitioners could not exist without the patronage of Negroes. Negroes, too, should undergo systematic training for these professions in which they have shown special aptitude as in the arts. They must not wait for the Americans to approve their plunging into unknown spheres. The world is not circumscribed by the United States and the Negro must become a pioneer in making use of a larger portion of the universe. If the people here do recognize the Negro in these spheres, let him seek a hearing in the liberal circles of Europe. If he has any art, Europeans will appreciate it and assure him success in forbidden fields. In Europe, It should be noted, the Negro artist is not wanted as a mere imitator. Europeans will recognize him in the role of an enlightened artist, portraying the life of his people. As an English abolitionist said more than a century ago, the portrait of the Negro has seldom been drawn but by the pencil of his oppressor, and the Negro has sat for it in the distorted attitude of slavery. A new method of approach, however, is now possible. There has been an awakening in Europe to the realization of the significance of African culture and circles there want to see that life depicted by the Negro who can view it from within. There is a philosophy in it that the world must understand. From its contemplation may come a new social program. Herein lies the opportunity of the negro artist as a world reformer will he see it and live or continue the mere imitation of others and die